college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 3 Podcast. This might be college football. Gorgeous late summer day in Nashville. Heat index hovering right below 100. But we're having a blast on Broadway. And it's about to get blastier. <laughs> Michael Bratton joining us. By, by the way, the, uh, the Chancellor at the University of Tennessee, Donde Blauman, will join us in a couple of minutes. We just had the Commissioner on Laura Rutledge will be here shortly. That guy is here, Michael Bratton from that SEC podcast. Michael. Thanks for having me, Paul. I picked a bad day for a jacket, you know. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> couldn't help but think of you late last night while Florida was losing to Utah. You had said some disparaging comments about Billy Napier and, and what you were expecting out of him. Your reaction to the game. Well, I apologize, Paul. I've been in the bars, so I may have missed the news. Is Billy Napier still the coach down there in Florida? I mean, I don't know if the director of Swamp Kings can put a positive spin on that game. I mean, it was that awful. They looked unprepared. Well, let, let me assure you, the director of Swamp Kings could put a <laughs> positive spin. <laughs> but I don't think these fans can, Paul. I mean, all, all, all we heard all offseason, Napier's our guy, re- recruiting out of this world, which they are, credit to them. Uh, we'll see how many of those recruits stay with the program if they continue to play like they did on Saturday. I mean, and here's the thing, Paul. When I when the game got done, I, I you know, you kind of forget. They're playing with a walk-on quarterback. Utah was. Their yeah. All-American tight end was out. Their best defensive players were out, and they killed Florida. What would the score have been if Cam Rising played in that game? Now, I'm, I'm trying not to overreact to one game. This is why coaches don't want to go on the road, play tough opponents week one. I get it. But uh, Florida... They embarrassed me. They embarrassed the SEC last night. But Billy Napier said after the game that he saw a lot of really positive things. Was he? What game was he watching, Paul? He wasn't watching the game I saw because all I saw was most, they got more coaches than players down there, Paul, yet the coaches can they're, – they're putting players out there, two players with the same jersey number. That's keeping drives alive. They're calling swing passes on fourth and 14 with the game on the line. They had a fourth – uh, fourth down near the goal line in I think it was the third quarter and it was just one of the worst plays I've, it was like Jimbo Fisher called in that one I mean it was awful they don't does Billy Napier know they can run tempo when they're down 20 points in the fourth quarter I, d- I don't think he does well one thing we've heard from all the reporters who have covered Billy Napier is that that, that that he is building an infrastructure down there right well, it's, it looks like a slow rebuild to me, Paul. I mean, how many years are we talking? This is the the but, era. But Michael, I, I mean, I had a feeling that would be your reaction, and that's fine. Right. That's what you do. But they have an opportunity in two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow. You know, you know where I'm going. Right. And Tennessee comes to town, and you know, if they turn that game around and win, then everything you've said matters not. Absolutely. And maybe Utah, I think they're 14th in the country. Maybe they're even better than that because they, they looked it. Well, not really. They had a lot of miscues, drop passes, wide open touchdowns they couldn't convert. They didn't look that good to me either. But you're, you're absolutely right. I'm not burying Billy Napier based on this performance. We'll see when they play Tennessee, when they host Tennessee. They don't lose to Tennessee. Not only do they not lose to Tennessee, they don't lose to Tennessee in the swamp. 
if they lose to Tennessee in the swamp, I think Jimmy Sexton's going to be making the rounds. The rumor mill's going to get going. We'll hear we'll hear Lane Kiffin to the swamp. We'll we'll hear it all. No. <laughs> and, and, I mean, I argue. I, I I'm I'm on I'm I'm my jury is out on Billy Napier, but I do believe based on everything I've been told, and that's Scott Strickland telling us and others and other people saying it. Yeah, you don't need a disaster, but he is doing things better. And I'm not. I'm, I'm not just trying to set you up with softballs, right. like we're at we're at your your, your son's t-ball game. But your comments do seem well, Paul. I mean, they have two offensive line coaches, and they have a false start seemingly every series. I mean, do they need three offensive line coaches? What they're doing is not working. At least, and again, this is one game against a very good opponent on the road. I get all that. So, but it was just—it was awful. It was awful football. Let me get to another topic. Uh, Chris Lowe reported today what most people have considered to be a fait accompli that Jalen Milrow will start tomorrow night for Alabama. I realize that's not a game that that you, as a somebody that lives up here, maybe glued to. But if, if you happen to if you happen to find it. Um, what are you watching for? Well, I think Jalen Milrow's got a ton of promise. And I think that that gives you an idea of where they're going on offense. They're not going to throw it around. They're going to run the ball like we all anticipate. But I'm really looking forward, again, like you said, Middle Tennessee, we won't learn much. He's got to protect the football. But it's all about that week two game against Texas. It's not often you get the governor of a state, which uh, Greg Abbott down there in Texas has already said, hey, we know who the quarterback is. I'm not worried about that one. And he was talking about Jalen Milrow. So I want to see Jalen Milrow come out, play fired, play inspired football against Texas. That's, that's going to be the story right there. They're not going to be able to outscore Texas, I don't think, with Jalen Milrow. It's, we've seen with these new clock rules, teams seem to be shortening the clock, minimize possessions. That's, that's what they're going to have to do. But you already know, Paul, I've called it the decaying dynasty. And the fact that they brought in transfers and bringing in all these recruits and none of them can unseat Jalen Milrow, that's a little troubling to me. Meanwhile, uh, about 30 minutes ago, we had a chance to talk to Lewis Riddick. Uh, he, had, he had just come out of a meeting with Jimbo Fisher and felt very good. Uh, he, said, he said Jimbo told him Bobby Petrino will call the plays, and he felt very confident of, of what he heard from Jimbo Fisher. Well, that's the best news I've heard all offseason, Paul. If we could coach around our head coach in College Station, we've got a winner because I think they've got the roster. I think they've got the offensive coordinator and play caller and Bobby Petrino. They've got the roster. They're going to do great as long as Jimbo keeps his hands off his football team, particularly the quarterbacks and the play calling. I think Texas A&M could be one of the biggest surprises in the country if Jimbo doesn't screw it up. Michael Bratton from that SEC podcast. Uh, Am I wrong, Paul? I, I'm... Michael, I'm just a talk show host. I they feed me the questions I ask them. I have no opinions. Okay. Okay. I, mean, I don't. I don't know what what you've heard about my career, but this is how I've gotten to where I am right now by asking questions. No, no questions on South Carolina. I think that's the team with the with the most pressure on it this weekend. Oh, really? In the in the game in Charlotte, North Carolina, right. they've got to win it, and I, I think they will. What do you mean they've got to win? They've got to win. With a trip to Georgia coming up in a couple weeks, Mississippi State after that, at Tennessee. If they can't beat North Carolina, I don't know that they can beat any of those teams. 
But I think they will beat North Carolina. The pressure's on to show that that momentum they had late in the season will carry over to this season. We're hearing great things about Spencer Rattler in this new system. We've got to see it, though. Florida was saying the same thing, Paul. New quarterback. We're, we're flying high. That's what I'm hearing out of Columbia. they got to back it up. Remember that, uh, that movie when you were a kid, The Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Well, the beast is leaving, but the beauty will be <laughs> arriving. Laura Rutledge <laughs> is up next. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.